This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet that is talking about things like uh, fantasy, sci-fi, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Outlander, Walking Dead, pop culture. No one else does it. It's our idea. I hope no one steals it. We are now in week um, 94 of quarantine, I want to say. Something like That's that. That's close. That's close. <laughs> it feels like, and I'm still playing along. I'm here. I am Dan Suffy, editor of Bloomsbury.net. Here with uh, Mia Johnson of Pansetta.com and our Hello. special guest, um, Arriba Bouvard, um, Wick Rider. How are you guys doing? Hello. Doing well. Doing How are you? Pretty well. I said, I, I said last week that, honest to God, like I'm such kind of an introvert that I don't even feel that different being in quarantine for this long. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll, it'll, it'll crack eventually. It's- it's starting to feel restricting, though. It's like, I don't want to go out, but I hate that I can't go out. Yeah. <laughs> but even if I did, I wouldn't be going anywhere. I don't like that restriction. But I said, there's a tweet I saw someone like tweeted, um, I'm an introvert, but God, there were still one or two places I liked visiting. <laughs> funny. But as we all know, at least we are watching um, a lot of television while we're uh, all stuck inside. I imagine a lot of people are. Or even viewers are talking about that. We're all kind of in the same boat, no matter where we are. And we're going to talk about some of it today. Before we start, though, hey, everybody watching. Hey, Julie. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Umar. Hey, John. Terry, Debbie, thanks for joining us. I thought we would kick off with um, a show that Mia and I don't know a ton about because we... I have not watched it yet, although, again, like now that we're in quarantine, I might as well just start. Um, Outlander, which is that fourth season, Ariba? Or is it fifth? Uh, fifth season. Fifth yes. season, yep. All right. And uh, <laughs> we're in the middle of it and took a break um, last week. And since you are kind of the resident Wick out, uh, Outlander, I was going to say Outlander, Outlander <laughs> expert, I thought we, I, I wanted to have you on to talk about, you know, just now that we're halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you thought of the season this far? What's like the basic synopsis? What are um, like the so big so, things that have gone down? Yeah, so so far, um, we've been leading up to the American Revolutionary War. That's been, you know, the gist of where right. we're headed. And the biggest thing is seeing um, Jamie, which is the central character. He's working with the British right now, which is totally awkward and weird for him because he's always been on the other side of things and so that's been an internal struggle and the reason 
why he's with them or on their side is because, you know, he had a deal and he's gotten all this land and basically built a community out of it. Uh, that's where his family's been living. And so it's kind of like a give or take situation, but things have taken a little bit of a turn based on the <laughs> most recent episode and they left us hanging and it was not cool, but um, you know, it's been, it's been gradually building up to this moment and it's been, it's been a really great season so far. I think we've been, you know, seeing all these characters in a more mature light, especially Jamie and Claire, we've seen them as lovers, we've seen them as parents, and now we're seeing them as grandparents. And I think we've just seen such a more mature side of them. And it's nice. I like, I like seeing them in this different light. Um, and it just feels like a more homely family environment. Obviously, there's the tension of the upcoming war and stuff like that. But I definitely right. am, I'm definitely enjoying that part of it this season so far. Okay, so I, I know that the last episode, as, as Julie says right here, was fantastic. It ended mm -hmm. on, like you said, a huge cliffhanger. Now, because yep. I edit your recaps, I feel like I know what's happening, even though I don't trust the show. <laughs> I have no I clue. We don't have any Outlander coverage, so please fill me in. <laughs> okay, Ariba, uh, tell me if I'm off here. So the last episode ended with some of the characters, Claire, Jamie, seeing Roger, who is married mm -hmm. to Brianna, Claire and mm -hmm. Jamie's daughter. See how good this is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very good. Um, <laughs> uh, they saw a body hanging from a tree, and it may be Roger, and that's when the episode cut off. Like, that's when, yep. we, that's when we left. That yep. does seem like a really cruel way to leave people hanging, no pun intended. Although, it of course, was. <laughs> it was, and we, I don't think we knew at that moment that we were going to have to wait an extra week. Uh, I don't think that was known right away. I'm as far as I knew, I didn't know until I watched. I was like, are you serious? We still have to wait a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't know if it's Roger. Uh, earlier in the episode, he was um, off trying to do something for Jamie um, and speak to his godfather, Murtaugh, uh, to kind of try to stop them from uh, coming against the British. And mm -hmm. basically, long story short, without giving anything away, just in case someone hasn't watched it, um, this... Um, this moment takes us to the end of the episode, which I guess now that we've talked about it, that is the spoiler. So never mind. I, I <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Um, but yeah, so we don't know if it's Roger, but we do know he was with the other side and he was in a nasty situation. So it could very well be him, but I really hope they don't do that to us. Like, that's just not, that's not nice. Like I asked, like, is Outlander the kind of show that might do that? Because like, um, back in the day, with Game of Thrones, I'd be like, yeah, they probably just killed him. But yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. It, it like, is, is Outlander that mean a show? Um, I think they fall somewhere, because they do have like their books and their material. I feel like they fall somewhere between Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Because The Walking Dead has done something mm -hmm. like that, where we've had to wait like six months to fight. Uh, so I feel like they kind of fall in between because this could or could not be him. And given that there was another death in this episode, I really hope that that's not what they were going to do. So I don't know. I feel like it just falls in between where we're just not sure. Um, they could go one way or the other. Right. And obviously we're all hoping they go the um, he's not dead way, I assume. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> what else are you looking forward to in the second part of the season, the second half? Um, so I think given what happens um, in this, in the most previous episode, I do think 
Um, I think we're going to see Jamie turn back to his original side. At least I'm hoping that's what's going to happen, especially given what happened in the episode. Um, obviously hoping to find out right away whether Roger is alive, hopefully. And I think the biggest thing and the biggest mystery that's been shrouded over this season is a character named Stephen Bonnet, who, uh, actually raped, uh, Jamie and Claire's daughter, Brianna. And she gave birth to a kid and we don't really know whether it's actually Stephen Bonnet or if it's, um, her current husband, Roger's. So I'm, you know, that's kind of, he's kind of been in the background this season. And I think we're just going to get something crazy before this season ends. And I'm a little nervous about that, but I do want to know more about what, how it's going to take place, but I'm really scared. I don't know which way this is going to go. I think it's a good place to be right. In terms of TV mm-hmm. watching, like if you're on yep, the IGC, I, I think it's going to be right. And yeah, yeah, it, it's, we've got a- mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, we've got a fan theory in the comments from Nicole who says, I think one of the regulators stole Roger's clothes when they knocked him out, and it's not really Roger. That's what mm. I was hoping. I'm hoping that would be <laughs> that would be the best ideal situation because I don't, yeah. while he's not like my super favorite character from the series, I don't think I'm ready to say goodbye just yet. So I like that theory a lot, actually. <laughs> what about, um, I know that like one of the big events this season was the death of Murtaugh, Jamie's godfather. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. that work for you, Reba? Did, did, did the show it, sell that moment? You think? It. I mean, they did it. They did it justice. I know that in the books, he's are he's been dead for a while. Um, so we yeah. got a little bit more of him in the show, which is great. And he's such a phenomenal character, and the actor plays him so well. And I think that they did. A great job. I mean, given any character death, I think it's always really hard, especially if it's based off of a book or some, you know, it has material. There's always people kind of like, are they going to do it right? But I think they did a good job. I think it was as emotional as I would have expected. I was ugly crying as I thought I would when that moment came. So I think they did a really, really good job. And I think this moment will now really change the course of the rest of the season because obviously Jamie's really impacted by it. Um, and if he does end up turning against the British, this could mean a lot for the community he's built with his family and the other people, uh, because, you know, he has that because of his deal with the British. So I just think that this is really going to impact, have a ripple effect across the rest of the season. But they definitely, definitely, at least I think, did a great job with it. But I I still didn't want to lose him. He is one of my favorite characters from the series. So that was hard. Yeah, well, at least I'm glad that the scene, I mean, for me, like, as long as, if, if, even if it's like a tragic, horrible thing, as long as it makes me feel something, I think it's worth it. And at yep. least yep. I, I'm glad they did a good job with it. Yep. As Nicole no, says, I, the actor did a phenomenal job. Him and Sam both did an amazing job. So it looks like mm-hmm. this has definitely gone over well with the fan base, at least. Yeah. yeah. Good. They did great. <laughs> um, all right. Is there, is, is there anything else that you wanted to get out there about Outlander before we move on? Any other Outlander thoughts? Um, just I'm just re- ready for Sunday to be here. Honestly, that's all I can say. I'm ready to find out what's going to happen. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super excited about Sunday and kind of scared. But that'll be, that'll be an interesting episode. Over the pole puncher, too. Um, <laughs> at least uh, you, you get to get that the, the Outland fans get to get back to their. Um, their favorite show on Sunday. The same can't be said for fans of The Walking Dead. It's a bit of a strange position right now. 
So yeah. The Walking Dead is in the middle of its 10th season. Or, no, it's not. It's the end of its 10th season. Mm-hmm. And Outlander, I think, is on like a scheduled break, right? It's like we have one episode off. The Walking Dead played every single episode of its 10th season, except for the grand finale, which I think the story was they didn't have time to do all the post-production on before the Mm -hmm. coronavirus hit, and no one can go into work. So basically, they shifted it to, this is the end of the season, and you'll see the finale later this year. (laughs) Ariva, you are also a fan of The Walking Dead. Um, How did that strike you when you heard that was going to happen? Um, I was, I was conflicted because the whole season I've been, I think this season has picked up a lot in the back half of it. So when it happened, I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe this will be okay. We'll see what, but then I watched the, you know, the last episode that they've aired and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is where, you know, things were picking up. Like the big thing of the season has been what's called the whisper war and, we're pretty much like at the point where it's like the climax of the war. Things are about to get crazy. And then they drop the promo on us. And oh, no. you're like, you get to see that uh, at, uh, Maggie is a character in The Walking Dead played by Lauren Cohan, who had previously left the show. But then it was announced, I think it was during San Diego Comic-Con last year or maybe after. I can't remember exactly when. Yeah, but something. they announced that she would be coming back. And of course, the promo showed her. And you're like, oh, that's my God. So, that was, wow. it was like exciting, but you're like, that's not cool, guys. Like, are you really going to do that to us right now? So, I mean, yeah. And it just thinks because we don't know when we're going to get to see how this uh, season ends and plays out. But they left it off on a, it wasn't, it was kind of a cliffhanger, but you know that this was coming. Like the war is right. about to just, you know, come to an end or whatever. But yeah, so it's, it's unfortunate that we'll have to wait now. I'm sad about that. Yeah, from what I gather, it's it, it's not like as cliffhangery a cliffhanger as as the Outlander was. It's more. Yeah, yeah. It really yeah. is just a weird freak accident where it happens to be yeah. the, like the final episode of the season has to get cut off like this. Yep. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for people involved. I mean, I, I, I'm sure they want to finish it as badly as people want to oh, watch. Oh yeah. It, just, uh, yeah. No one yeah. can I really also, do it. I also saw that they they like had just introduced a new character, mm-hmm. like a princess or something, and now yes. it's kind of like, where does she fit in with all that? Because yeah. I'm like, oh, and, who is this person? <laughs> and she's such a great. Um, I've read up to a certain point in the comics, but I hadn't read her storyline. But just seeing her on the screen, like she's this quirky, like goofy character. She's very like extroverted and. It was exciting to kind of see that brought into the world of The Walking Dead, which mm-hmm. can sometimes just get mundane and sad and gloomy. So there comes this like yeah. pink-haired girl, uh, you know, and it brings all this craziness. And yeah, we really only got like yeah one full episode of her uh, in it, and now we also have to wait to see her story will play out, and it's a bummer. <laughs> and again, like wait and not know to wait for how long. Because it's just yeah, later so this hard. year. So it's not just the way it's like the not knowing how long it's going to last. It's not letting you know it's coming back. I'm asking this story, but do you agree? Because we'll, we have some comments here from Julie saying The Walking Dead was really good this season. Do you agree with the basic kind of consensus that I've seen online? That fans are saying this season has been a bit of a, a bounce back from mm-hmm. maybe a couple of like kind of meh e seasons before yeah, this? Yeah. I would agree. I think because um, it had gotten a bit, um, you know, 
I don't know if monotonous is the right word, but you know, at some point the same kind of situation comes up over and over again, which is why I was super excited when, you know, the whispers, uh, which are just a group of villains that are really creepy in the show. Um, when they came in, I think it really started to get the show to a better place, like where it originally was. Cause when the show first started, it was just like every episode or the first few seasons were just so great. But yeah, we definitely hit a lull. And I think this season, has brought us back to somewhat closer of a place that we were when the show first started. So I would agree with that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I mean, um, and again, just it makes it all the more weird that now is the time to get hits with a bizarre coronavirus delay. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll all get through it. All right. Are there any other uh, Walking Dead thoughts you have, Ariva or Mia, that you want to share? Any, uh, what are you hoping for from the finale? Um, well, like, yeah, I'm really excited to learn about, you know, where Maggie is in. And I hope that that's not just like a five second we see her and then the show ends. Because right. oh, now God. that we do have this like really long delay. And if we just get her for like two seconds at the end of the finale, that's just going to be such a big bummer, too. But I am excited just to see her again. I've always loved Maggie. And I think Lauren Cohan is a great, phenomenal actress. So I'm just happy to see her back in this world. Um, And then, yeah, I'm excited to I'm looking forward to seeing the final showdown seeing how the Whisperer War plays out. And there is a potential new community that might be coming into play. Uh, so I hope that we kind of get hints of that um, in the finale. I'm really, really looking forward to hopefully getting some more information on that. From what I've read, that community is basically the last story arc in mm-hmm. Robert Kirkman's comics. So I yep. wonder if The Walking Dead, like it, it, it's always been this like never stopping kind of mm-hmm. eternally living show. I wonder <laughs> if we're finally getting to a point where it might be approaching like a final arc point or yeah. maybe it'll keep going forever. I don't know. I don't know if it will because anytime you talk like the creators or showrunners talk, it seems like they just don't want to mm-hmm. end it. And now that they've created this world where there's spinoffs and movies and everything, like I don't know if we're going to see an end to this, but yeah, compared to like where the comics are and kind of where the story is headed, one would assume that we are getting to the end, but I don't think we are yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah. again, I, I'm in lockdown. I could catch up on it because I've watched up to like a certain point, like about halfway through, mm-hmm. then I kind of fell off. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard, I've heard it gets, I've heard it gets um, really enjoyable in the recent time. So I'll try to pick it, it up. Does. Yeah, nice. you should check it out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Mountlander, both. So I can be ready when this stuff comes back around. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, move on to the rest of the program? Uh, nope. I'm, uh, you know, I hope everyone's staying safe. And yeah, I thank you for having me on again. It was great to talk to you guys. Of course. Yeah. I love for you on. Thanks so much, Ariva. And we will talk thank to you, you later. Thanks. Have Bye-bye. a good one. Adios. All right. So yeah, like, both those shows kind of are blind spots for us both. I mean, yeah. just gonna like find the will to watch them, you know. It's like the okay, <laughs> yeah. I want to sit down, commit myself to Outlander. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm into I think Devs. Outlanders. Yes, I watched that per your recommendation, oh, Devs. Okay. We can talk about it later if you want. Yes. <laughs> By the way, before we go on, um, a really quick reminder, or just not reminder, just to to people watching out there, um, we are available to listen to in podcast form on. You know, I should Google Play. Also, a little new promotion. If you leave a review in iTunes with a question, we will answer it on the next uh, show. 
just FYI. Any question at all related to this stuff? Unrelated? Doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I guess we'll see when we see the questions, won't we? But that's something we're doing, so feel free to go in and leave us a question on iTunes. Okay. So next up, Mia, you had something um, really cool that you did over the past couple of mm-hmm. weeks. You want to share it? What was it? Yeah, I chatted. With a dear old friend, not really. <laughs> uh, I chatted it with Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tano on uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. You know, it's that animated series, it's been going on, it's on uh-huh. Disney Plus now. Um, and we chatted about, I don't even know if this was last week or two weeks ago, about the whole rumors thing about Rosario Dawson potentially playing um, a live action version of Ahsoka in The Mandalorian Season 2. So, <laughs> surprise, surprise, that in my inbox, they were like, hey, do you want to talk to Ashley Eckstein um, to, you know, talk about whatever, you know, her books and all these things going on? So I was like, yes, please. So I did ask her about the rumor. Um, would you like to hear what she said? <laughs> I would be very sure what she said. Yeah. We did talk about that. <laughs> and I think it's true. Like, that's one of those rumors that I think is so everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there are people who are, like, kind of reliable reporting it. I'm like, it's tr- it's happening. Maybe we don't know all the details yeah. yet, but it's happening. <laughs> what what did Ashley actually say? So here's the thing. She said, now of course she works on the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian. They're two separate things. So she had to. She said right off the bat, she doesn't really know what's going on. She doesn't really know, sure. you know, who's been cast or this and this and that. Um, but I asked her. I was like, you know, people, you're really synonymous with this role. You know, you've been with it since the beginning. Um, and so, you know, like, I'm sure it means a lot to you. So how would you like to see Ahsoka portrayed in a live action series? She really liked that question. She really liked that. Um, and so here's what she said. She said, Ahsoka has always been bigger than me. You know, I've always been very outspoken about the fact that I am one member of a team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka to life. And so what I'm proud of is what Ahsoka represents to me. Ahsoka represents hope. She represents all that is good to me. She represents, in my opinion, the light side of the force, just all that is good and all that is light and all that is hopeful. Just so, <laughs> such a cute response. <laughs> that is a very positive yeah. response. Yeah, so I think she really wants, like, her hopes if, you know, Soka were to get a spinoff or were to, you know, be in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. is to kind of just stick true to the character's roots because I don't really think we've seen a character adapted in the Mandalorian to my knowledge or, you know, brought on from one space to another. I don't I think really so. Think yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so I, that I, would, I think. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say it, it does pose a challenge, but I do believe that um, Dave Filoni, who is like the sort of director for the Clone Wars I believe he's directed an episode of The Mandalorian. If not, yeah, he's he definitely has. had some work into it. So I think it's not going to go under serve that, you know, they're going to have their blinders up and be like, okay, we're just going to do whatever we want. <laughs> With Ahsoka, I do think that they're going to give some special care if she does appear in the show. Oh, yeah. Because Dave Filoni is the showrunner of both The Clone Wars and Rebels and The Mandalorian. So it, it's like, it's all part of his universe. If anybody yeah. would kind of give Ahsoka the respect that I think he's, he's entitled to or whatever, it would be him. Um, I've also heard they're definitely, th- th- they want to bring in legacy people in, in, in the second season, yeah. which I'm of two minds about. Cause like once, like I like the fact that the show is so kind of, um, 
its own entity and not right. kind of mixed up with the rest of Star Wars. So, like, even kind of a Star Wars sort of newbie like me could just enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. But I hear nothing but good things about the Clone Wars. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, if, if, yeah. If, if this guy wants to try his hand at it, I will gladly go along until I'm annoyed, and then I'll complain <laughs> about it. But until then, I'll, I'll trust it. You know, as long as there's no threads of like Luke Skywalker or Anakin, yeah. it's like you know, just let it let it be. You said the Skywalker saga was over, so could we please? <laughs> How long will that last? I wonder. I'm sure it will go on for a while. Yeah, but that's yeah. very cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she was cool really nice to talk to. And she's a she's plugging a book, right? She is, yeah. So she's got this new book about Ahsoka. It's called I Am a Padawan. It's a children's book. It's a little golden book. Uh, but it does look really cute. It's kind of like based off of that answer she gave me, you know, just trying to inspire people to be like, you know, Ahsoka is an awesome character. She's a great role model, you know, for as far as fictional role models go. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just a really cute book. And I think it kind of perfectly represents her and, and, and the character too. Very nice. I hope uh, the yeah. Mandalorian hits its release date of I want to say it's like Octoberish in here. Ooh, I, I do hope. I don't know. Like again, you know, all this stuff is up in the air yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, How are you enjoying uh, the Clone Wars? By the way, I think you're watching it. I, you know, what? I am not. I had to get someone who covers the Clone Wars for us to pitch in and help me ask some questions. So shout out to Sarah. <laughs> he knows who he is. Shout out to him for helping me because um, he does our uh, Clone Wars coverage. I'm like, I know Star Wars, but I do not know Clone Wars. I just, I know about it. <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's so many things to catch up on. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. But in terms of what we are watching, um, so you took up devs in, in, in the meantime? I did. How far did and, you get? Oh my God. I got to the third I've episode. Watched... Halfway through. I've watched, yeah, I've watched everything that's out now. I think there's six episodes, and the next one comes out tonight, midnight. Oh, yeah. I am caught up. Not done, but caught up. (laughs) Okay, so don't, don't spoil me, because I'm, I'm three in. Um, (laughs) how, how do you like it? You know what? I can't say based off of the first two or three episodes. The first one to two was a little bit of a slow burn for me. Um, yeah. And here's what I do like. I do like the whole mystery about Nick Offerman's, you know, whatever his tech company is doing, whatever this technology is. Um, I think that's definitely, you were right, that's kind of right up my alley <laughs> as far as TV shows go. But on the shadow side, and I don't think I've had this problem with any short of very long time, is that some of the acting is a little stale and it's a little flat. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, and, you know, I hate to critique people's acting. I feel like that's, you know, it's, that's the least of the problem sometimes. Um, but the person who plays the lead character, um, the girl, Lily, Lily with the short hair, <laughs> it's, I don't know if this is like the style of the show, but it's kind of just very robotic and monotone to the point where it's like, I really want to enjoy this series, but sometimes when her scenes come off between her and her ex-boyfriend, I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I have never said this about another show before, but it really, really stuck out to me. And um, I looked it up on Reddit too, because I was like, I can't be the only one. And there are some people who feel that sure. way. They're like, maybe it's just because it's her first like really major role, so she needs to get comfortable. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, uh 
Hi, Anna, for joining us. And uh, Julia says that she was disappointed in the last episode. It was a bit too cold. Hope it picks mm-hmm. up a bit. I'm sure I'll get there eventually. I don't mind the acting. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, s- certain directors and, like, authors have, like, kind of a style their actors kind of get used to. So, so this yeah. Alex Garland guy, like, his whole claim to fame is, like, ex machina this. He's very, like, kind of uh, clinical sort of... Yeah. Uh, cerebral sci-fi shows that do definitely kind of have a more kind of distant like uh, removed acting style and I'm sure it's not for every actor so far I haven't had a problem with any of it at least uh, on the acting side but I mean I'm only three episodes in I'll tell you this do, do you like me still like give a little like Bleh! like whenever they show that giant baby outside the Amaya um, company because no matter <laughs> how think- many times it happens I, they cut it so like, oh my god, what is that thing? You know, I think that might just be a new problem. <laughs> it's pretty it's a creepy, sure, it's sure. And they light it from the underside, and it looks terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, 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 like, I really. Uh, so, so, sorry, go on. Oh, you know what? No, I don't. I see. I'm, I'm losing track of what's what. So I don't, maybe later we'll have a conversation about, because it reminds me of something. And I was thinking, I was like, what does the plot of the show remind me of? And then it hit me, but I don't, I, I feel like you might know. Um, no, I think it's too early for me to say, <laughs> but it does remind me of something. I'll be glad to share my thoughts a little later when you're That's caught up. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that it reminds me of, um, did you ever watch Akira? The anime from like the late eighties. You know, anime. I've or was that a? I think I've seen the moon. Right there's a movie. Yeah, I, I think that's all there is. There's like a comic and there's like a movie. So I've famous. seen that. Yeah, it reminds me of the movie because it has this like combination of all these like high technology visuals paired with like mm-hmm. this kind of like religious chant soundtrack. It really gave me a lot of Akira, especially in the, in the very beginning, which I, I like. It's yeah. like. I think this guy, I was trying like, thinks very thematically, so he's thinking, okay, like, technology is the new religion, like, that kind of um, PhD thesis kind of, kind of, kind of thought, and it, it comes to mind a few times, and I, and I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, I think it's a, a very moody series, I like that it's, it's, oh, again, yeah. it's very distinctive, I love the mood, yeah. the baby freaks me out, the acting's okay with me for right now, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to what happens next. How much yeah. longer does it go it- on? Um, I believe there's eight episodes. So if you if you go on the okay. I'd see on the Hulu app or whatever, it's like six episodes are unlocked and then eight episodes. So I think two this week there's an episode tonight, and now and then next week I believe might be the finale, episode eight. Um okay. yeah. I will try to catch up by the finale. We'll see what happens. Um at least a few more. And uh, yeah. the other show I think we're both watching is another sci-fi banger, um, Westworld. Yeah. Uh, this recent episode, we found out, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler yeah. alert, um, that Dolores Abernathy, Evan Rachel Wood, has shoved her consciousness into all the <laughs> uh, hosts, the robots currently Hosts-y, running yeah. around, and is basically trying to so I think her plan is to replace people of power and, in, and influence with host mm-hmm. versions of themselves who all have her brain. So yeah. she just wants to be the only person alive, basically, and run everything. What do you yeah, think? It, I was 
I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, it kind of is. It's just like you, it's just you if that's the way she's going to be going. Now, maybe she does have a broader plan where it's like, you know, eventually once I've done all this, then I can bring people along. Um, oh, you know what? That reminds me of <laughs> Rick and Morty where Rick was dating um, that um, yeah, person I, who just like, yeah, about. she could just control every single body. And she was like, if I take, if I control them, then their lives will be better. It'll be less meaningless. <laughs> so I wonder if that's what uh, Dolores is up to. Uh, but no, I did. This was because I had previewed this. I like had the secret kept for, you know, at least four weeks now. So I've been watching it like, I know what's going on. I know what's going on, but I can't say it. Uh, but I did, you know what? That did surprise me when I was watching it though. I was like, okay, you got me. <laughs> I mean, that feels like they're setting up to be a villain that way. Like, I don't know. Like, again, yeah. like, the, the Rick and Morty thing. Or, or like, the, just the idea of, like, a hive mind in general. Like, the board yeah. isn't nice on Star Trek. Um, hive minds aren't cool. I guess this isn't quite a hive mind, but, like, putting copies of the show throughout the world is generally frowned upon. It's a villainy thing to do. I think we're headed toward Dolores goes a little overboard and uh, yeah. maybe loses the thread of what she's trying to do and becomes a becomes a villain she didn't mean to become. Whoopsie, mm-hmm. has to be stopped. It feels like it feels to me like where we're going. What do you think? I feel yeah, like at some point, I think Caleb is going to recognize to Aaron Paul's character that you know it's like okay, maybe this has gone a step too far. Um, and I don't know because she's getting really attached to him. So I wonder if it's going to be the same kind of thing where she gets attached to him and then she hurts him kind of like Teddy and, you know, who knows, you all know what happened to Teddy. So, um, I, you know, it's like hoping it doesn't go south for him, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> As Julie says, Julie's loving it. Julie says, oh, the Westworld was so good. Love it, love it, love it. I'm still enjoying yeah, I really it. Picked up. I feel like Westworld and devs kind of like go together kind of nicely. Like, yeah, they both are kind of examining, um, you know, just the excesses of technology a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and one's doing it in this killer robots run amok kind of way. Another in a kind of a much quieter, um, let's have shots of us typing sort of way. Yeah. um, They've all kind of, I was gonna say they all have this like underlying theme of you know choice, you know choice and free will as well, um, and but they both do it in such distinct ways. I was like, okay, I feel like this is gonna, you know, they're gonna kind of do it the way Westworld did, and but it really is kind of different in the whole, you yeah. know, uh, between it's it is technology, but it's still kind of different technologies and different problems. Um, and devs really, devs really does progress uh, in each episode, so they they really don't hold back. Yeah, I mean they're they're in their first season, so they don't. Do you know if, if devs is like a series series or is this like a one and done eight episode thing? Because I have not looked it up. You know, I feel I could feel it yesterday when I, I finished up that um, last week's episode. I was like, there's no way they can wrap this up in two episodes. I know something's going to happen. Um, they leave us on a cliffhanger and it's not going to be done. <laughs> so like, ah, oh, dang it. Oh, you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong, but it's a little shorter, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they can finish up in two weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless right. there's more episodes. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens tonight. Is there yeah. anything else you're watching you want, you want to talk about? Anything new or old? Am I? No, you know what? I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. 
So whatever TV that I have on is like in the background now. I'm uh, too busy fishing and catching bugs and planning things. You and a lot of other people. I'm planning to get that uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII remake if I can. Oh, yeah. And play through that a bit. I know that uh, you, you ever, are you familiar with that game at all? You are probably I like... I need a little. I've never played it. Yeah. <laughs> I know about it, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I might pick up that and see what goes. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's a good time, yeah. Well. Of course it is. It's a good yeah. time for all this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. all right, so we can sign off. Thanks for watching, everybody. Um, Julie hopes the episode's a new season. Uh, Terry, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know Terry has said this. I'll check out Lodge 49, <laughs> which, okay, so my, my, my list right now, I got Westworld, I got Devs, I'm watching Better Call Saul, I'm watching mm-hmm. Shit's Creek, which is on. I've gotten into, um, Eastbound and Down and Vice Principles on HBO, the Dan and Drive stuff. I'd never, like, been exposed to oh, before at all, yeah, so now I'm running glad um, uh, Lot 49, yes, there, there, there should be room for that as well. Oh, and, and Lightning on HBO. So I just got to get through some of that, and then there's going to be some new stuff on, on, on the calendar. So just going just gonna to make the room. Oh, yeah. and Debbie got totally caught up on Once Upon a Time on Netflix the other night. Had never seen it, but loved it. Have you ever seen that, Mia? Are you a Once Upon a Time person? You know what? No, I. but I, I also hear good things about it. That's like the Disney sort of... Yeah. Yeah. By the way, before we go, did you hear that um, on on Disney Plus there was going to be an adaptation of a book series? The name escapes me. That was going to be about um, teenagers who work at a Disney park during the day, but then at night, all the Disney villains come alive and take over the world. And oh, Kevin Smith, I, I saw. Kevin Smith was writing it, like <laughs> Kingdom Keepers or something, and it didn't go. Yeah, I saw you guys tweet about that. Too bad. That sounded very intriguing to me. It does, like especially because I love Disney adult. Parks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, they said that they couldn't do it because the copyright would have been too messy with all the characters involved in one place. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you can do it for Once Upon a Time, for example. But you yeah, can figure it out. Not. It sounds like Descendants. Song. Well, like, a different spin on Descendants. It's still Disney villain, so I don't know. But oh, well. And Kevin Smith, too, is an interesting talent. Who yeah. Really like hasn't found like a perfect fit for his talents in a while. Yeah. But um He like, yeah, he's like he's trying to be the king like, of the nerds. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I love a comeback, but all the comebacks so I was thinking, maybe Yeah, anyway, sure. A, that was a side <laughs> story that just caught my interest. Like it was one of those things that was like, really? Someone okay for yeah. that? Remote. But I didn't go for it. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. We are available on iTunes Google Play, where the podcasts are available. And I'll say again, if you leave a review on iTunes, preferably um, 18,000 stars or five, it's fine too, um, and you ask a question, we will endeavor to look at it and answer it on the next show coming Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, a week from today on the Winter Spring Facebook page. Thanks for watching, you guys. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.